Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. What does it mean for a new franchise to record their first victory? And what does it really mean if it takes beyond the first season to find that first victory? Well, we had that case come up in a game during 1977 where one team heard the roar of the crowd. We remember those instances of great sports moments by the gifted participants at just the right moment in time. This is a presentation from which those great moments in sports history are revived. Come listen to the roar of the crowd presented by Pigpen Sports. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch and Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast, the Pigpen Sports affiliates to bring you one of the great shows that we've come up with the roars of the crowd hope you've been enjoying this series uh, where we talk about each day uh, an event that happened where crowds were cheering and just uh, celebrating some great athletic accomplishment and we have one of those again today and we're titling this one sort of the Norseman raid before we get into the story just want to make sure that you were aware that we have a Twitter account we are at pigskin dispatch uh, and follow us on Twitter, find out what's going on, what's on our mind, what we're following, what we're liking, what we're re-quoting, and uh, who, who we're associating with, and some great little tidbits, especially during football season with these games coming out and uh, things that are happening. A lot of commentary going back and forth with us and some of the other folks that we, we follow. So very enjoyable at Pigskin Dispatch. Also Facebook, we have the at Pigskin Dispatch, but we have the Pigskin Dispatch Facebook page where you can follow what's going on there. Now let's get into our story. Now there was a rare early season Saturday night game in the NFL back on September 24th, 1977. Pretty odd indeed for a Saturday night game. The Minnesota Vikings, then coached by Bud Grant, traveled to the Sunshine State to pay a visit to a rather new team in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, they were in their second year of existence, and they really weren't a very good team. A year prior to that, in their debut, the, the Creamsicles, as they were called, because of their oddly colored orange uniforms that they wore at the time, uh, they sort of melted under the heat of the other NFL teams, with them finishing 0-16 in their inaugural season. Uh, if you remember right, that 1976 season it brought into the NFL not only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Seattle Seahawks as well as they they both came into the league that year. Their opponents, the Minnesota Vikings, were on the other side of the spectrum. 
they were one of the top national football conference teams, uh, a place they had been for much of the 1970s under the leadership of Bud Grant and their great legendary quarterback, Fran Tarkington. And don't forget about the Purple People Eaters defense that they had, some great players there as well. However, they, uh, the Vikings, entered this game with an 0-1 record after losing in week one to the Dallas Cowboys uh, 16-10 in the opening week of play of National Football League. Now, this was the only game being played of the Saturday night special. Uh, so a national audience got to watch the Buccaneers, many for the first time. Now, Tampa did not disappoint as they played extremely well, especially on defense, holding a 3-2 lead at the half. That sounds a little bit more like a baseball score than a contest in the NFL. But the points were a product of a defensive back, Jarris White of the Buccaneers, picking off uh, Minnesota's pass from Fran Tarkington near midfield. And, you know, they got themselves in position to kick a field goal, uh, taking a 3-0 lead. Just a little bit more longer later after that, uh, Minnesota ended up scoring their points on a safety, thus that 3-2 score. Now, things at halftime had to be going through a lot of people's minds. You know, could Minnesota lose this game to a team that had never won an NFL game ever? The Vikings, after all, were the defending NFC champions. Uh, they represented the, their conference in the Super Bowl, losing to the Steelers in a very good game of Super Bowl IX. Surely they could not lose to the worst team in the league. Well, the Vikings offense that had been stymied much of the contest finally seemed to get their legs under them and get a little bit of rhythm in the third quarter. The frustrated players in purple were finally seeing veteran quarterback Fran Tarkington and company move the ball. It was a drive that everyone had expected to come and that they had waited with with bated breath. Tarkington had engineered this drive on three key plays that put Minnesota in business. The 37-year-old signal caller scrambled and somehow was able to launch a strike to wide out Sammy White for a nice big gain, getting a first down, moving the sticks. Next, a few plays later, was an eight-yard toss to running back Sam Johnson to, to move those chains again and keep a drive alive. A third was the capper of the drive when Tarkington found his star halfback Chuck Foreman wide open and the big back hauled in the pass to complete a 31-yard scoring strike that put the Vikings up for the first time in a game. And the Vikings in the stadium and everywhere through their TV sets had a sense of relief as Foreman scored and he heard that roar of the crowd that was going across the country. And maybe a, a few uh, Tums and Pepto-Bismols were being taken at that time too, alleviating some of that pain. Now the defenses on both sides would allow not another point to go on the scoreboard and Minnesota ended up hanging on and winning that game by the final score of 9-3. Now Tampa in postscript would finally win their first game in week 13, disposing of the New Orleans Saints 33-14. Now they went, you know, think about that, it was 14 game seasons back there. Uh, they lost uh, all of their, their games the year before. Uh, the 14 lost the first two of the this new season to so 0-16, and, and uh, you know and then but that so they won in week 13, and then they won the 14th week of the season as well in the season finale over the St. Louis Cardinals 17 to 7 to for John McKay's team to finish strong at the end, but they still had a 2 and 12 record on that second year in 1977. 
The Vikings, well, after starting out 5-3, and three, went on to win the NFC Central Division only by a tiebreaker over the Chicago Bears as both teams had identical 9-5 and five records at the end. The Vikes then defeated the LA Rams in a divisional round of the playoffs in a game called the Mud Bowl. Uh, we have some things on that on Pigskin Dispatch you can find. Uh, before falling in the NFC Championship game to the Dallas Cowboys 23-6. Had Foreman and Tarkenton not hooked up for that score in the third quarter to win that game and hear those crowds cheer. The Vikings may have well lost to Tampa Bay and probably would have missed the playoffs altogether. So we celebrate that moment when Chuck Foreman crossed the goal line and heard the roar of the crowd. Thank you for joining us here for this little bit of football history. But we like to talk about sports each and every day. Make sure you follow us, pigskindispatch.com, jerseydispatch.com. And you can always find our podcast as well as 30 others on the sportshistorynetwork.com. Till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. We're dribbling around and see the shot clock's almost out. So we got to put up our shot and come back tomorrow for some more great sports history. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.